Hello, everybody, and welcome to Please Consume Responsibly. We are here on a nice and easy Sunday morning. We have a fireplace going. We are sitting in our living room. Yes. It's a it's a great, great time. Yes. Uh, Please Consume Responsibly is a media consumption show where we talk about the media that we've consumed responsibly over the last week. My name is AJ. My name is Tara. Welcome back. <laughs> Your approach was way more ASMR than mine. Thank you. I got really, really close. <laughs> because, really well, I don't have another choice because I am locked in this yeah. comfy chair and I got the swivel arm and I have to do no work. I have no work that I have. Yeah. To, and our cat is laying on, laying on my lap, looking at my phone. Mm. I'm just... I had some vegan mac and cheese for breakfast. I, am <laughs> I had like, some carrot cake. We're, I'm truly thriving we're over doing, here. We're doing great this yeah. week. Yeah, here over on Please Consume Responsibly. What did you do last week? Last week. Sorry, what did you consume last week? Last week I consumed, let's see here. You know what? I'm going to be honest, and I'm still actually bumping that Dayglow album more than I ever thought I would be. It's a good album. It's like, have you ever listened to an album and you listen to it a few times and you're just like, yep, I know this album is going to be really important to me. You ever hear that? Like mm-hmm. Casey Musgraves, that was like a really important mm-hmm. album to me and it still is. Like as soon as I heard it for the first time, I'm like, well, yeah, this is something special. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dayglo, I've been just like every single time I'm in the car, it's perfect. It's eight songs. So mm-hmm. it's like a half an hour and usually the places yeah. I drive are 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back. <laughs> so it's like really, really perfect. Yeah. The only other thing that I watched was uh, Special, which mm-hmm. we watched on Netflix. Special is very good on Netflix. By yeah. The, uh, it's very bingeable. Yeah. Yeah. It's their 15 minute episodes. Yeah. It's like a yeah. YouTube Not series. Not even. Like some episodes were like 11, 12 yeah. minutes. It's crazy. Yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah, I really, like really that. Good. We also finished the act. We finished the act and Which... we also did, sorry, before I forget, we did the Tim Erickson. Oh, Tim thing. Robbins. I sorry. think you should leave by Tim Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, is it Tim Robbins? I'm pretty sure it's Tim Robbins. No, look it up. I think it's Tim Erickson. It's Tim something. With Tim Robinson. Oh, okay. It was so. both of our things <laughs> together. <laughs> Yeah, I think you should leave. is is a really another really short Netflix series that just came out. Every episode's like fifteen minutes. Yeah, there are only six episodes. I think it's a bunch of skits. It's a bunch of sketches. It's and really good. So wild. Our friend Brendan was telling me that he was on SNL for a little bit. Oh, that guy. Yeah, and he said that he was really underutilized. Was he playing? Which- Mark Zuckerberg, I hope, because he looks exactly like Mark <laughs> he does Zuckerberg. Look like Mark when Zuckerberg. he the one of the first sketches was him doing a the lawyer thing. Yeah, I don't know. He was like, if you were a family member, just something, you should call my my firm. But right. he was wearing a suit, and I thought it was a Facebook thing. Like I was like, oh, they're making fun of Facebook right now. But he just happens to look a lot like the good old Zucks. Yeah, he looks like the Zuck. Yeah, <laughs> a lot like the good old Zuck. Um, what did you watch this week? I am still caught up with my podcast, which is extremely exciting for That's me. Fantastic. I worked an extra day last week so I could stay, not mm. not so that I could stay caught up, but I worked an extra day, which allowed me to stay caught up. That's good. That's like three <laughs> weeks in a row, I think, that you've been caught up on your podcast. I think so, yeah. Let's get a round of applause for AJ. Thank you. I really don't feel like putting another sound effect in, so right. it's just well, going to be you clapping. Be I love you that. You should just double it. <laughs> <laughs> just put some um, good old reverb on there. You know me. I'm still playing God of War. Still having a great time. Ugh. I'm approaching the end game now, which means there's just like a bunch of little side... No end game spoilers. I just had to jump on the band. No spoilers. Which means I'm just doing a bunch of side quest stuff because I don't want the game to be over. And Norse mythology is fun, which I'm I'm learning. There's just like a character that as you go around the world, like in your boat every time, he'll just start telling you Norse stories, which is just really fun for me. Is that the guy that sounds like Shrek? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds like Shrek. Uh, also, 
I watched Infinity War for the first time last night. Mm-hmm. Extremely good. Yeah. And then uh, immediately after, at 1030 at night, we went to go see Endgame. Yeah. In theaters. The Avengers. I also experienced Endgame. both of those. Yes. We won't talk about it at all. No, that's all we're going to say. Goodbye. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. That... I just have, on my intro, I just have Avengers slanted face. <laughs> Because I know we can't talk about it. Yeah. It's just too... I had considered bringing up the idea of maybe doing a family si- family style for Avengers, but... It's I, too soon, I, I think. I think it's A, too soon, and B, I don't feel like I know enough about it because it's literally... There's so much yeah. to take like, into consideration. Um, a few... a few. I don't know who... I was talking to somebody about us, mm. and I was like, careful not to spoil anything. Yeah. And they were like, wait, are you talking about Get Out? And I was like... The statute of limitations is up. Like I can, I think I can spoil Get Out and or like mildly, at least mildly yeah. spoil it in a conversation. But Avengers is still like such a little baby. It's so fresh. It yeah. Well, we out. went last night and there were speaking s- of babies, there are all babies in the, <laughs> in the freaking um, theater. It was just a bunch. Oh of my teens. god! Yeah, there were like well, there were teens, but then there were also parents with like actual real children, like, like babies, ten. 11 year old children that (laughs) went to go see a movie at 10 30 at night until 1 a.m yeah that movie's three hours long when we left the theater it was just this gaggle of white teens and i thought i i I literally felt horrible because it felt like i was leaving a middle school dance i was like i should be feeling very bad about myself we're (laughs) we're all we're all walking you know slowly out of the theater and they're just a bunch of teens pushing each other throwing throwing sour sour patch kids kids at each other anyway all right. You want to get into it? Yeah. So you're going first, right? I go first this week. All right. AJ. Yes. That's my um, drum roll since you don't want to put it in. Oh, um, that, okay. Did that sound like a drum roll? Yeah. What, <laughs> what did you... Con- what is it? You made my main dish. What's your main dish? Jeez. My main dish this week is She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. There it is. On Netflix. Uh, the second season, I guess I guess it's a season. I don't know. The first half came out in mid-November. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a season so much as it's a continuation. I think it said season. On it Netflix. did say season, but like I don't feel like that's the right word. Anyway. Okay. You should call them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the second season of She-Ra just went up on Netflix on Friday. I still haven't watched it, and I still have, I think, two episodes left in season one. But it's a very, very good show and i just wanted to talk about it (laughs) so basically we do log lines for these things right Mm -hmm. it's a show about the return of a legendary princess she-ra and her quest to stop the war between hordak and his horde and the resistance on the planet of etheria it's a very good show it's a great great time she-ra was originally a character from a 1985 show entitled she-ra and the princesses of power it's the same deal so the netflix one is a reboot but in the 1985 one, she is the twin of He-Man hmm. from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Nope. No? No idea. All right. There was a reboot of He-Man in the early 2000s that was mm-hmm. on Cartoon Network that I watched. Anyway. The only connection I had with He-Man was from the Little Rascals. Their club was called the He-Man Woman Hayers Club. Oh, so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> when you said He-Man, I was like, Little Rascals? Alfalfa? Yeah. Question mark? Um, but... Yeah, so in, in the 1985 version, she's the twin of He-Man. And really, she was just made to sell more toys. Because hmm. He-Man was very popular, yeah. Uh, but it was also kind of more directed toward like boys and like being manly. Like yeah. He-Man is literally just this really really buff dude with like like this weird chest piece thing on, and then like a loincloth, and he's got a big sword, and he just beats stuff up. Does he look like Thanos? He does kind of look like <gasps> Thanos. No spoilers. <laughs> 
Yeah, so so He-Man was really, really popular. And then Mattel and Filmation were like, hey, we could make more money if we marketed toward girls. So they made Ugh. basically just like girl He-Man. Come uh, on. Who was She-Ra. And like, I don't, I didn't do a lot of research into that series because I didn't feel like it. But if I can assume anything, it's pretty shallow and it's just like, yeah, not that yeah. great. So that's really all I'm going to say about the 80s show for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in 2017, Netflix announced that they are going to reboot She-Ra mm-hmm. as a new series. And it's going to be headed by Noelle Stevenson, who wrote Nimona, that graphic novel oh, that we both really, really like. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a she's an illustrator and, you know, writer and all of this stuff. And she is phenomenal. The, the, I highly recommend just like a side side dish thing. Yeah. M- mini side dish. Uh, highly recommend Nimona. Yeah, it is really good. And that was my yeah. first graphic novel that I actually read. Yeah. Um, um, and it was really, really fun to it's read. So, so good. It starts off just kind of like a little, just you know, it's 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 cute, cute, and it's like okay, well, this is a little funny, I think, and then it it, it goes some it places, slaps, and it's dude. it's so genuinely good mm-hmm. on on every level. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's who runs Shira. It's in partnership with DreamWorks Animation. So Shrek. Yes, but it's it you know so it's it's run very well, it's produced very well, and and the animation is really great, and and the scripts are really great, and I'm getting ahead of myself. So after the Netflix announcement, mm-hmm. you know, a few months later, they're releasing press stuff so that they can report on Shira, and they release the first images of what Shira looks like. Oh, okay. And this caused a whole. It was like a really a lot of rejoicing from a lot of people, but also a lot of hatred from Why? another sect of people who grew up with like the original Shira. And now I want you to, I sent you some pictures that oh, I want yeah, you to look yeah, at yeah. now. Oh, yeah, yeah, Let me see. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the first picture is of the original 1985 Shira. Wow, sh- yep. We'll put these in the show notes. She's and, she's hot, right? Yeah, right. So she is like quote unquote conventionally beautiful. She's like, like dummy thick. Blonde hair, blue eyes, like wearing basically nothing, which like also He-Man was wearing basically nothing. Super curvy. Yeah, super Unattainable. Curvy. We all know the thing. I think there there was literally a picture I was looking up trying to find one to send you where like you can see her bony shoulders. It's wild. It's um, just like, hi, here I am, the strongest woman ever, but still got boobs. Right, exactly. Like, come and on, then we don't need it. So the new She-Ra is much more androgynous and is much more just like the only word I can think of was powerful. Like I is this the second picture? Yes, the second and third are. I like how she's wearing shorts under her little skirt. Yes, she's wearing like little compression shorts under her skirt. I love that. And big old boots. And- now that is now that makes sense. Like, I'm just talking like it doesn't make sense for super like women superheroes to mm. not wear pants. Yeah. Because chafing. Yeah. Um, no, no, they like, have super thighs. Like, OK, so if you were a superhero, I'm just going to throw out an assumption that you probably have strong legs. If you have strong legs, they're probably going to be rubbing together. So compression shorts are a very good choice. <laughs> and I'm very happy that she's wearing them. I was going to say something about Avengers, but no spoilers. But like. Yeah, none no of the none of the girls have to wear dresses. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but we won't get into that because no spoilers. Wow, she's gorgeous. Yeah. I love it. Um, so like I said, the only word I could think of was just like powerful, but and she just radiates this like energy. Yeah. <laughs> um big which, short energy. Big short? Big short. Oh short. She's wearing shorts. Big short. Uh, I, th- I thought you were talking about her height, which is I was thinking funny about because her height she's sh- like seven feet tall. The show The Big Short or the movie The Big Short. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Isn't Steve Carell in that? Steve Carell is in that. Why? <laughs> So, uh, so I would argue that the new She-Ra looks more how She-Ra should look. Yeah. I don't know. She-Ra also is a fake character who can look however, but I think this is a more accurate depiction of how the, quote, princess of power would look. 
I really like it. I think yeah. that since she was brought into existence to manipulate women, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good originally kinda... in the nineteen in the 80s. yes. Yeah. Sorry, um, I feel like it's a good balance of okay, we're gonna kind of rewrite some of the wrongs and give her shorts. Which yeah. like I can't believe that that's where <laughs> I find happiness. <laughs> like she's wearing shorts. <laughs> Imagine yeah. they, they probably have pockets. <laughs> <gasps> Wow. But she's got it all. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of controversy around changing She-Ra's look. Yeah. Um, and people were like, they're stripping her of her femininity and she's not beautiful. She's supposed to be the this beautiful princess and blah, blah, blah. And it was like all of these like, you know, older white dudes yeah. <laughs> who were like, where's my hot princess? Oh, God. Um, yeah. So really just that was that's awful all around. But anyway, so a little bit about the plot. I don't want to get too into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Adora, who is a horde soldier, finds this magical sword that can turn her into She-Ra. Oh. Um, and the horde is like the evil people, but they don't think they're evil. Okay. It's like a whole thing. Like Thanos. Yeah. They think they're doing the right thing. No spoilers. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Those are Infinity War spoilers. Anyway, geez. <laughs> just going to title this episode, No Spoilers. No Spoilers. Um, um so she gets the yes the sword so, so she gets the magic sword that, sword that can turn her into shira and then adora defects to the resistance which is really just like arguably very much nicer looking like the horde is like very industrial and like mm-hmm. dark and smoke and all this stuff and then the resistance is like very naturey and flowery and like mm. much brighter and so like looking at it from the outside it's like yeah dark versus light but in Adora's head she was on the right side and then it, you know she, she wrestles uh. she wrestles with being lied to basically her entire mm-hmm. life of like wait like we're they're doing all this garbage stuff to the environment which like that is the whole horde's mo is to just like destroy forests and stuff so that they can grow their kingdom Ah, okay. Um, yes. So she, so Adora defects to the resistance side, and then her slash Shira's mission is to bring back together the princesses of power to fight the Horde and Hordak. Cool. There you go. Um, so is that season one? That's season one. Yeah. So where I am in season one, they're assembling the princesses of power. Cool. Um, Shira, and then she has these two friends, Glimmer and Bo, whose name I thought this whole time was spelled B E A U, like the name, but it's B O W. His name is Bo, and he shoots arrows. It's. Oh, that's really funny. So good. That's yeah. funny. So, you know, the show is great. The look is great. The animation and all that stuff. But a lot of what I love about She-Ra is the representation and the messaging mm-hmm. in every episode. There's like, there are people of all shapes and sizes and colors and all of that, you know, ability in She-Ra in every episode. And it's very, very refreshing to see. That's sweet. Yeah. And it's nothing is made like a big deal out of, really. It's just like everybody kind of is who they are. Oh, okay. Just, like, That's good. Exists. It happens. But the biggest thing is the messaging in every single episode is like so, so on point. The the pacing is a little weird in the episodes because it is made for kids. Mm-hmm. Like this is very much a kid's show, not like a kid's show for adults. Yeah. It is kind of really just like a kid's show. But um, the pacing is just like a lot of rising action and then like a really fast like, oh, we figured out the problem. Boom. Everything's fixed. Oh, okay. Um, which is fine for like, a, you know, a kid's show. They don't really need that much of a, you know, conflict or resolution. It's just yeah. like, okay, here we are. Oh, no, what's happening? And then boom, fixed. Mm-hmm. But all of these episodes deal with things. Things like it's okay to feel emotions and like outwardly, but you know, just like don't let them get the best of you. And like, it's okay to ask other people for help if you feel like you like something is too hard for you, you know, being stronger with other people, yeah, um, but also being allowed to be alone. Like, it covers a lot of, of bases of you know, really just emotional 
wellness, the way that it, it deals with these messages is like so, so good. Um, and I think it, it, I wish I grew up with something like this Aww. because I, you know, into my 20s still struggled with a lot of the stuff that they cover in this show. And I still do, honestly. Uh, but I feel like if I grew up with something like this and I saw it in, and I watched a lot of television as a kid. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I saw stuff like this reflected at me, I w- would have grown up a little more well-adjusted. Yeah, but. I, think that it, I think that it's important and I can't help but feel like the old white men that were criticizing Cher for not looking like a sex god is, mm. they could have used something yeah, like this. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but that makes me happy that there is a group of kids that are watching this that are mm. growing up with it. Yeah, and, that... That's really, really, really that's really good because this reminds me, this kind of like redemption almost reminds me of God of War, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm really like, happy to hear you say that because it's, it's really hard to make a case for that game if you're just watching it from the outside. Yeah. Well, like, like I'm not saying that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's too, it's too much. Yeah. But you know, like the story arc is a little bit nicer than the original one, mm-hmm. which is really good. So I'm like, I'm all about representation, especially in media, because, you know, I feel like we're going to just keep consuming more and more and more. And it's so me- like everything is just so media driven mm-hmm. now. So I can't even imagine what it's like growing up now. Like, yeah, with this assault with, of media. Yeah, yeah, with so much because, you know, I remember having like a little leapfrog and that was my iPad, <laughs> which like don't mean to be like back in my day, but like, yeah. you know, like it's so different and it's interesting to to think about the messages, you mm-hmm. know, that we're sending. So it's good that we're kind of, it's, we're definitely not in the, the best spot, I think, no. but like, it's good that there are some programs that are like, they have a good storyline and yeah. even Avengers, which no spoilers, but... <laughs> No spoilers, period. Yeah, so just (laughs) my final thoughts in my notes are just all caps. I love She-Ra. I want my nieces to watch She-Ra. I want everyone to watch She-Ra. I want to watch She-Ra. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So that's my main dish. I really like it. It's She-Ra on Netflix. Season two just came out this past Friday, and it's extremely, extremely good. Can I watch the rest of season one with you if I'm around? I would love to watch the beginning of season one. You want to watch the whole thing? Okay, I'm really into it. I feel like I really want to watch it. Yeah, and Lewis is really into it too, which is awesome. I'm super into kids' shows. Mm -hmm. I watched I don't think that we, we Bear Bears is a kids show I think it's like kind of Adventure Time-ish where I could go either uh, way but I need another We Bear Bears yeah. I've watched all three seasons and I need more <laughs> I just it's so easy to watch yeah okay anyway so, that was a great main dish yeah that's my main dish so I can't wait to watch it <laughs> yeah I'm really excited you want to take a break yes please alright let's take a break and we'll be back with Tara's main dish <gasps> Okay, bye. On this easy Sunday morning. Thank you so much for listening. Easy to like a Sunday please morning. Please consume responsibly on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello. We're back. Hello. Hello. Oh, we're recording? Yep. Oh, I was just like, I thought it was. Okay. Nope, we're back. Hi. Hi. Uh, it was a good little break we had. Yes. I had to go get some laundry, put in the put in the dryer. So I'm back in the comfy chair. Mm-hmm. I ate some don't, carrot cake. Yep. Don't be scared. I'm back in the chair. Thank um, goodness. I'm glad you're safe. In the I chair. know. <laughs> anyway. Tara. Hi. What's your main dish? My main dish. Okay. So I feel like, which is, okay, sorry. This is loaded because this is something that I want to get into, but I feel egotistical talking about it, but I want to talk about the mini documentary that I made. Yes. So if you've been living under a rock and <laughs> haven't been following me or AJ or anything on Instagram or Facebook or Snap, you know, I posted it everywhere, but I produced a mini documentary for my capstone class, which is basically my senior thesis. Yeah. And I finished it, you know two weeks early (laughs) so i premiered it yeah 
earlier this week mm-hmm. or on Friday, whatever. I don't know when you're going to be hearing this, but yeah. by the time you hear this, it will be out so you can go watch it. We'll... In the show notes, there will be a link. Yep. So I don't know. I kind of, I'm, I am, I am really proud of it. Sounds like there's a but there. No, it's just, I want to talk about how it kind of made me feel premiering it and like having it done early because it, it it was technically an assignment for a class yeah and the final thing is due in two weeks right and i'm done yeah so you can assume that there's probably a lot of people in class that don't have theirs done <laughs> right yeah um and I, i'll get into it a little bit later but before i do i just want to talk about kind of what it is and what inspired it and the shapes that it's taken since um the idea was conceived really like yeah. months ago right yeah so it started off um as a zine it wanted to be, i wanted to have it be a zine which mm-hmm. is kind of like a short no not really a structure or anything just like a short physical booklet right i guess i could call it yeah. um self-published kind of like an artsy it, it started in the art scene and it's like a self-published yeah self-published yeah. kind of little book um there's photography zines and there's you can really make a zine about whatever you mm-hmm. want which is really why i was drawn to it because yeah. there wasn't like any expectations for what it was gonna be yeah. so i could really just kind of make it whatever but when i got into my capstone class I needed to make a physical like media, like media production. So a video or a TV show or maybe an audio piece. But he, my advisor really just wanted something like either a narrative piece or a mini documentary, which is what I did. Something that uses the skills that you learned through. Yeah. Which the zine probably wouldn't. Yeah. Which I, I was, I told myself that I would make the zine and then make a documentary about making the zine. Yeah. But then it kind of just turned into, well, I'm going to be doing all this research anyway. I might as well make it into a mini documentary about all the stuff that I learned. Yeah. So then it turned into, I was learning so much stuff when I was in the research phase of things that I turned it into an Instagram account, which I talked about a few weeks ago, which is We Are Kinder on Instagram. And the mini doc is called Kinder. So um, it's just talking about why veganism is a kinder choice for yourself and others and the planet. And it goes through those points. And that was something that I was like really nervous about because I thought I wasn't going to be able to transition between each of the impacts of a vegan diet nicely. So the first part is about the health aspect of a vegan diet. So all the benefits, lower BMIs, reduction in risks to certain diseases like cancer and diabetes and, you know, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. So I had all that research and then I went into the ethics side of it, um, which was an easy transition into the environmental impacts of the vegan diet, which if you want to learn more, you can watch the documentary. Um, But it was a lot of information. But yeah, I think... What I really want to talk about is like, which is, this is going to be such a type A person thing to say, but like, it makes me feel like such shit when I put in a lot of work to things and people make me feel bad for finishing it on time or right. doing it or making them feel bad about their work like that's a shitty thing to do right, yeah. like if i i understand I, I get it there's jealousy involved and there's imposter syndrome involved when you see people in the field or in the class or community doing something that you eventually want to be doing and feeling bad about it and then kind of projecting that onto them yeah but as the person on the other side of that it's and it's something that i've you know struggled with a lot growing up it's because i just felt like I wasn't good enough in a lot of aspects of things and that's Mm -hmm. just because of the you know I don't know but I just it just like it's I feel like I can freely talk about it right here because it's not really going to make that much of an impact because it's just like I'm not directly talking to the people in my class yeah yeah, but like I don't know my class it's it's a hard assignment it is the hardest assignment you're going to do as an undergraduate student and 
obviously a lot of people were feeling the pressure and I definitely was feeling nervous about it because when my advisor showed us all the examples and like what he was expecting from us, I'm like, this is going to be really, really hard. But I told myself this is going to be hard. I had a deadline schedule for myself for the pre-production, the production, the post-production. Like I had everything locked down and I was very organized about it. And I met all my deadlines and I told myself I wanted to have it done early so I'd have time for my other finals and everything. And I did. And I made my deadline and I made it as good as I wanted it to be. And I felt so good about it. And then that kind of, which is not, it's just my fault that this kind of, this good feeling got taken away because other people didn't have their stuff together. Well, it's not your fault. It's my fault that I can't like just not feel that. (laughs) Well, I I guess. I don't know. I just, I don't want to put all the blame on these people, but like. I it's like it just hurts sometimes yeah. when when people are just like one kid said that he hated having classes with me because I always like show people up which like, yeah it's just I it, don't want to hold back anything right it's projecting they're projecting their disappointment with themselves onto yeah. an external external source is like oh well if this person didn't do what they were supposed to do then Mine I would feel so better because we would all you know be not doing the thing we were supposed to be doing yeah. which is like and like I feel I retrospectively I just this has been part of my brand since mm-hmm. I don't even know how how long like I remember in fourth grade <laughs> we would get science fair projects or something and yeah. I would come home and I'd be like mom we have a science fair project to do and she'd be like oh <laughs> when's it due like next week I'm like no next month let's start it yeah and like you know I've always been very prepared because I'm an anxious person and mm-hmm. I want the outcome to be as smooth and good as possible yeah. so I prepare for it and I make it and I do it well yeah and I like having good things that I do yeah <laughs> and, and, and I don't know something about it too people that are projecting their disappointment onto you don't know what your motivation is like a lot of them probably just think like oh she likes doing good work but it's like you're afraid to do or she's just like I don't know naturally good at this right yeah I don't know I'm it's easy for me to organize and do the preparation and stuff for things and put the work into it because I motivate myself from my anxiety right your motivator is fear Yeah. yeah so it's I don't know I just tell myself this is gonna be a real bad next few months because I'm gonna be very very busy and I can handle it yeah and I just do it but like I know that not everybody has the ability to just do that but which kind of sucks that it's fueled by my anxiety but like you know you take it where you can get it but like I don't know (laughs) I just kind of wanted to talk about it because that was this was and I was I have I was very proud of this and I was I had the premiere here with a few of my close friends and a lot of my family members were watching online and they a lot of people reached out to me that like haven't talked to me in a really long time and it was like hey I saw this this thing and it was really really cool and I soaked all that in and like I was very proud and very happy and um we spent the night kind of watching all of my my greatest hits from all the videos that I've made (laughs) in my undergrad career and it was really really fun um so thankfully the bitter part of it of like people making me feel bad wasn't didn't overtake the rest of it because this was like this is like my big thing it was my last kind of hurrah as a as an undergrad and it's a very emotional time right especially listening to that Dayglow album because it's about (laughs) transitioning into this and I'm just like feeling a lot of things yeah but yeah so I don't know I think overall I think it's a good thing because I mean I'm like in the (laughs) it's okay because I finished it and it's good and I have extra time now to just like do other things prepare to graduate prepare to graduate oh my god um but i don't know i think the the documentary itself is kind of making waves a little bit because one of my friends sent me a snapchat of her buying vegan vegan snacks and was like your influence i was like oh my god and my mom said something too yeah my my parents have been vegetarian for almost two years and 
my mom was like, well, I think now it's time to make the yeah, push she's to like, vegan. She's like, it's the next natural step. She's going to do yeah. a 21 day vegan challenge. And yep. I think it's, I think it's great because a lot of the, I think in the group that we were in physically watching it, the first thing that everyone said was just like, I had no idea about the environmental side of it, mm-hmm. which is really the, the reason that I really got into it. Yeah. Got into veganism. But yeah, it's, it's a very base level knowledge of like vegan diets and its impact. So it's like yeah. a really good way to just be introduced to it if you don't know that much about it. So yeah, I think yeah. it's a lot of people are enjoying it and learning something maybe they didn't. Which yeah. Is really and I good. think the biggest the biggest takeaway for me from your documentary was that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing transition. Yeah. Is that yeah. it can just be like, well, maybe just stop drinking cow milk like just start drinking nut yeah. milk or something and or I like think, i think that i mean it's depending on who you talk to because a lot of vegans are like yeah. very passionate about it yeah, yeah which yeah. i there's part of me that's very passionate about it too but there's a lot of things that i can't control yeah like i can't control that your brother has eggs yeah. all the time and so there's eggs in the fridge and i sometimes eat the eggs because yeah. they are in the fridge right. and we've already created the demand for it so in <laughs> in my kind of just like off topic my kind of ideology is like I don't want to create demand for it. Right. And if somebody else near me does and there's no convincing them not to, right. then there's nothing I can really do about that. Yeah, the only thing you that wanna... I could do is be like, hey, do you know the impacts of that? Right. Or do you want to know the impacts yeah. of that? Instead of just being like, you know, like passive aggressive. Yeah, about you don't want to alienate people. You don't want to be right. like militant about right. it. Um, and that's... Veganism. Which is the biggest trope of veganism from outside the community is just like exactly. going up to people and screaming, I'm vegan. And that's <laughs> like, and that's something I put in the documentary. Yeah. I was like, these are the, the stereotypes, but what if they had a point? Yeah. Not necessarily saying that the way that they're getting yeah. to that point is the best, but I don't know. I think that the biggest thing is being aware of it, being yeah. aware of all the impacts that you, like all the things that you're a part of, subconsciously or consciously a part of, if you are contributing to something, yeah, you should know what's happening. Because it's a, a lot of times people just get wrapped up in it because mm-hmm. they don't know where they're they don't think about where their food comes from yeah. they don't think about the impacts of the energy that is used to make their food and they've been um, eating animal protein since they were a child so protein protein like yeah so i think it's something that you're kind of just born into and you don't really think twice about it because maybe your parents don't tell you or i don't know just yeah. you don't have access to maybe to the education about yeah, it which, a million reasons it yeah, could be a anything. lot of a lot of reasons but if you open your mind to learning about it then i think it can spark some kind of change which is really right. the the good, a good takeaway from it so if you end up going to the grocery store next time maybe don't try to buy cow's milk and yeah. try maybe almond milk because oh there are so many kinds of plant-based milk and you yeah, can try them there's all. so many now when i became lactose intolerant uh my parents just bought rice milk all the time so i Oof. thought that rice milk was the only replacement for real milk which rice milk's not good y'all rice milk's not it's good so and it's bad. also the highest level of emissions yeah. from a plant-based milk yeah. which but now there's yeah. sorry you can sorry comparably to cow's milk all plant-based milk is better yeah but <laughs> if you're comparing plant-based yeah. milk oat milk is the way to go yes oat milk is so good oat milk is good it's creamy all the milk is it's good, good for the oh, environment yeah. it's good for your health yes it's so good yes it's very good it's great for lattes too i work at a cafe and it's great to steam the milk anyway yeah. don't try to make it at home though i mean you can you can i think it, it was your first good. it was your first try though and it was they were instant oats they weren't the steel cut you mm-hmm. know or whatever it w- yeah i don't know i maybe i need a, a nut bag or something i think you need a different type of oat we'll, we'll try anyway anyway um, did you say the name of your documentary yeah it's called kinder i think i said it earlier i don't know if you did <laughs> i did when i was talking about my instagram account okay um well yeah but the instagram all right yeah okay so it's called kinder why veganism is a kinder choice for all yes. navigating that compassion 
passion through your food and your choices. And it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, sure will. It's only 10 minutes, by the way. It's not an hour. Yeah, the first <laughs> the first text I got from my best friend was, is that it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And she just, I don't think she meant like that was yeah. not fulfilling. I yeah. think she just meant like she heard many documentaries like, oh, this is going to be at least a half an hour. Which like I was thinking about, it's kind of just a video. But it's also, if my advisor who's been in this industry for a really long time. Who is a documentary a mini, filmmaker. Yeah. Who calls it a mini documentary. Yeah. I'm going to call it a mini documentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's something that I'm really, really proud of. And I'm trying not to feel bad about it because other people make me feel bad. But I don't know. Don't make people feel bad about stuff that they do. Just because you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Think about where the negative feelings are coming from and don't project them outwardly. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe watch Shira to get some. Maybe emotional. watch Shira. Yes. Wow. What a good. Yes. What a good. <laughs> we circled right back. Yeah. How good is that? Yeah. Watch Shira and don't project your feelings on other people. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Side dish time. Side dish time. <laughs> Here, wait. Hold on. This might sound like something. Was that a buoy? Yes. Was that a bell? Anyway, what's Was your... it a metal straw in a mason jar? That's up to you to decide. It's an audio <laughs> medium. My side dish this week. <laughs> my side dish this week is Lizzo's new album, Cause I Love You. Oh my God, I forgot oh, about this. It's I don't know so how. Good. Oh, it's it so really good. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Lizzo is a musician she's juilliard educated a flautist a flautist uh composer rapper singer Activist. <sighs> gorgeous woman yes just like everything about everything it. everything about her is magic she's so in- incredible and amazing and she is my shira yeah <laughs> yeah she's a real life shira that's for sure yeah um her music is so good. I listened to her EPs and then the album just premiered. I don't know if it was this, I think it was maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. But I didn't really get a chance to fully three. listen to it until last week, really. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it slaps. It's the whole so, thing is so, so good. good. Every single song is a different genre, yeah, a different com- so whoever you are, different I think you can style. find something in there that's yeah. like, oh, this is good. Yeah. And oh, man, I, well, I, it's just so good. There's just so many good songs. There's so many good messages. There's so many good hooks, beats, yeah. like everything. Everything about this album is so is many good featured artists. Featured yeah. artists, yes. Man, Missy Elliott, Gucci Mane. That's all I can remember right now. <laughs> I think there's another one. Um, but this album truly is so 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 good. Mm-hmm. And if you have 48 minutes oh, yeah, in the next couple of days or whatever, you should really, really listen to Because to I Love You by yeah. Lizzo. I will link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh, man, it's good. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of good. A lot of good. What's your side dish? I also have an album. Good. Um, this is a actually a listener recommendation from mm. Mel. It's I Want to Meet Richard Dreyfuss, the album yeah. from Gabriel Dundacker. <laughs> which, yes. Um, she sent me, she's like, I want you to talk about this <laughs> and sent me the Spotify link. And I was yeah. like, Gabriel Gundagger, he's on Vine. And I thought he had a side project, which he does. Yeah, he he does. has a band called uh, Fat, Night, Fat Night, which fun fact, I'm pretty sure is on the same record label as Dayglow. Incredible. So Absolutely look at that. Amazing. So cool. I can't wait but, for their crossover album. <laughs> so if you don't know Gabriel Gundagger, you definitely do know him. He's from Vine. He did greatest hits like the Epcot ball. Uh, everybody's on their phones. They don't even have the time to look at how many metal chairs I have <laughs> better uh, be going to church better be going to church be going uh to that church. one y- you know him he has an album called i want to meet richard dreyfus and i'm gonna read you the track listing right please, now please 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 and i listened to it i listened to yeah the whole it's thing. good it's very good so the full list of songs 
Number one, invocation to Richard Dreyfus. I want to meet Richard Dreyfus. I need to meet Richard Dreyfus. I'm moving on, Richard Dreyfus. I'm moving on, Richard Dreyfus. Part two, saddles. I'm sorry, Richard Dreyfus. Meeting Richard Dreyfus. Goodbye, Richard Dreyfus and Disco Dreyfus. <laughs> so I think I want to play a little clip maybe uh, as the outro. Yeah, we'll do it as the um, outro. I, but yeah. I think I love Gabriel Gundagger so much because no matter what, how small the bit he goes for he it. commits yeah yeah he made a whole entire composition for yeah like uh he is well even the richard dreyfus thing that was a vine thing first and then yeah. and then it just he's like this is viral do you want an album here you go yeah it's fantastic and it's just a fun thing to listen to if Gosh. you want to want to laugh yeah in the car yeah <laughs> it's very good so we'll play a little outro clip but yeah that's my side dish do you know which song yeah we're gonna play i'm moving on richard dreyfus part two incredible so that's my side dish. Yes. And that's the show. And that's the show. Thanks that's for the show. In. Number 10. Number 10. One zero. And we took two weeks off. So it's been 12 weeks, which is technically three months. So yeah. well, quarter of a year. Um, <laughs> we are so happy that we have people listening. And, I'm so happy. Um, a lot of people have reached out to us. A lot of my um, friends mm-hmm. have been just like, hey, this is really good. And yeah. I'm catching up. And you put it on your, your chat room. Which yeah, is I a put good it on the, the, last episode. Yeah, the, the worst garbage discord and... I know we have at least one new subscriber from that. So So welcome new subscribers. I'm glad you're joining us. Um, If you have anything to recommend or you want to talk about anything, you can find us on Instagram at Please Consume Responsibly. Or you can find us on Twitter at Please Consume. Or you can email us, Please Consume Responsibly at gmail.com. Yeah. We would love your recommendations, your suggestions, your critiques, everything. Or we can just set up a Skype phone call and we can just talk about some of the things. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Come to our apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you like us a lot, please tell your friends. We would love more people to listen to the this. The more the merrier. Yeah, the and more the merrier. And you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform that you're on. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. That's it. Right? The intro song Oh, was... the intro and break songs were Mazel Tov by Adebisi Shank from their third album. This is the third album of a band called Adebisi Shank. I'll never remember it, but you got it. Yeah. You got it down. Anyway, it's thanks for album. listening. We will see you next week. Yeah. We'll see you next week with episode 11. Um, with still probably no spoilers. Oh, I was about, about to say it's going to be all spoilers. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We're just going to, the entire time, it's just going to be like, Thanos. Thanos, you see Thanos's butt. You don't see Thanos's butt. You do. This is a spoiler. You see Thanos's whole butt. Hot take Thanos is dummy thick. Juicy. <laughs> Gotta go. If you want to talk about Endgame in a secret safe space, let us know. At Please Consume Responsibly yeah. on Instagram. Slide in those DMs and we can talk about Thanos's butt. All right. Yes. We gotta go. Goodbye. All right. See ya. <laughs> Every morning I watch Jaws with my eggs and grits. And that's just the beginning of the list. Listen to this, Rich. Rich, Your movie nuts has a 38.